Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. What is going on? This is Stevie G, and you are listening to DBE, the podcast designed for students of travel. Make sure to visit Destinations Beyond Expectations on Instagram and Facebook so you can be in the know with all the updates happening with the show. Remember, you can find DBE on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else podcasts are available. And to add to that, you can visit dbetravel.com and listen right from there as well. And of course, make sure to tell a friend about the show. Not too long ago here on DBE, we covered the Ring of Kerry and what you can see and do if you drive the Ring of Kerry. Well, today we're going back to County Kerry, Ireland to take a closer look at some other things you can do in the area. My guest today wears a lot of different hats in the travel world. We'll learn all about them a little bit later on in the podcast. But Lynn Neiman from Wander Your Way joins me. And on this episode, Lynn shares some of her favorite things to do in County Kerry. Lynn has a blog post on wanderyourway.com that pairs great with our conversation today. Listeners, simply scroll down to the show notes where I have her 13 of the best things to do in County Kerry, Ireland blog post linked. I really enjoyed learning more about County Kerry. So let's get to it. Here's my conversation with Lynn. Lynn, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. It's so great to have you on the show. How's it going? It's going great. It's going great. Um, I'm in rainy Scotland. (laughs) Okay, cool. Uh, Life over there is pretty good. You're enjoying your time in Scotland? It is, and it's very similar to uh, where we're going to be talking about today. That would be Ireland, right? (laughs) Yes, that is it, and that's a perfect transition. So let's kind of, you know, just dive right in. Uh, Lynn, today we're going to be talking all about things people may want to have on their travel radar if they're planning to visit County Kerry in Ireland. For anyone out there listening that may not know very much about County Kerry, Ireland, can you start things off by describing the basics, you know, like where County Kerry is located, maybe describe the landscape and tell us why it appeals to travelers. I think it's got some of the, well, let me start with where it is. So it's kind of down in the southwestern part of Ireland. So it's, you know, it takes a little while to get there if you're coming from Dublin. And County Kerry has kind of some of the the big, the big highlights that a lot of people will gravitate to as they want to go to Ireland. You think about the Ring of Kerry. You think about, a lot of people think about Killarney Town, Killarney National Park, the Dingle Peninsula. There's sort of some of the big sites that you hear a lot about. So I think people gravitate towards going there. The landscape is beautiful. Ireland's highest peak is actually located in County Kerry. So there are some, some. it's pretty mountainous in that area, uh, you know, by Irish standards. It's not, you know, it's not like the Rocky Mountains in the States or anything like that. And there's just a lot of beautiful, beautiful landscape as well as seascape because, you know, like you, you get these peninsulas and you get these like rugged kind of coastlines that can be very dramatic. You know, the Cliffs of Moher are further further north up in County Clare. But Kerry's got its share of that type of um, of scenery as well. Well, I think your 13 best things to do in County Kerry blog post is such a great resource for anyone looking to learn more about the area. 
I'm going to include that blog post in the show notes, and I want to ask you about a few of the things you mentioned on that list. Let's start with the Ring of Kerry because that's something that's quite popular. We actually covered the Ring of Kerry a couple weeks ago on Destinations Beyond Expectations, but for anyone that didn't listen to that episode, what is the Ring of Kerry and how can travelers experience it? So the Ring of Kerry is a drive and it's kind of a loop drive. You can either start in Killarney Town or you start in Kenmare and then it's almost more like a, a horseshoe shape, if you will. So you can kind of come around and do it. It's Gosh, I don't even remember how long it is. Over 100 miles long, if I'm not mistaken. So it takes really a full day to do. It's one of those drive that, that a drive that's really popular because again, you see like the interior of of the the name of the peninsula is actually the Ivora Peninsula, and you see the interior, which is more mountainous. But then you get all those coastal views as you go around, and you're going to hit some little towns here and there. So it's a very popular drive because of the fact that the scenery is really beautiful. Personally, I think there might be some better drives out there, um, but it, it is very popular. It happens to be very popular with motor coaches and with big tours. So if you are going to do it. The best way to do it is what they call anti-clockwise or counterclockwise. So you don't want to go in. So you'd be going in the op- opposite direction of the motor coaches. That's a great tip. I think I think I've got that right. I think I've got that right. I could have that backwards. But now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah. Yeah, and if you got those backwards, it's it's all good. Listeners can actually go to the show notes where they can find the the episode. Right. Uh, where we actually talked about the Ring of Kerry, and we actually covered that specific subject of which way to drive. But, you know, Lynn, if someone wants to add something cool to their Ring of Kerry experience, they can do what's called the Skellig Ring. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so the Skellig Ring is actually an extra little loop, and it's when you're out kind of at that farthest uh, westerly point on the Ring of Kerry, you'll see something that'll say... um, I can't remember if it says Skellig Ring or if it says Balance Skellig. Balance Skellig is, I think, the name of the little village. And this is the place that the motor coaches can't go because the road goes down to a wee little small road. So you can, um, you know, cars obviously can do it. And I kind of feel like the the scenery gets turned up a little, uh, kind of a notch out there. There's a bay. It's St. Finnan's Bay. And there's a beach there. So that's kind of a wonderful place to go. Uh, I think it's St. It may be St. Finian's Beach. Um, And you can actually see out to Skellig Michael of Star Wars fame. So that's something else that you can kind of see. And it's just, then you can go to the Cary Cliffs. That's the other thing. Now you do have to pay, I think, to go to those, but they are pretty spectacular. Again, they're kind of uh, sea cliffs and they get pretty, pretty sheer to drop off. Views are stunning. Views are stunning out to the sea. They're stunning kind of back inland. So to me, it's worth it to take that extra little loop drive. It's not very long, but uh, there's a lot out there, including the Skellig Chocolate Factory. Ooh. If you're a chocolate fan. I know. (laughs) They have really good hot chocolate. (laughs) Yeah, I would have to put that on my itinerary for sure. Um, let's kind of switch gears here. I want to bring up a fun fact for the listeners out there, and I, I totally learned this by reading your blog, but County Kerry is home to Ireland's first and oldest national park. You had some high praise for Killarney National Park on your blog post. 
and I'd love to know more about exploring the park either by foot or by car. And I'd also love to learn why a visit to the park ranked so high for you. The floor is yours to talk all about Killarney National Park. Well, I think because the scenery there is so beautiful. I mean, full disclosure, I've only gotten out on foot like a little bit and it's kind of something that I want to go back and explore a little bit more. But I have um, hiked a little bit there and you've got lakes, you've got mountains, there's some forested areas. There are um, ruins of like some, uh, there's a, I think there's ruins of both an abbey and a castle there is Muckcrest House, which is kind of this 19th century mansion that you can actually go and tour. That's not a ruin. Um, so a lot of people, a lot of motor coach tours maybe stop there, but it's still really beautiful. The grounds all around it are beautiful. There's the lake right there. You can get out on a boat tour. I have some clients, because um, I'm a travel planner, that actually did a little kayak tour on the um, the Killarney Lakes, that's something that's on my list as well to do in the future. It's just a really beautiful park. Um, I'm a fan of mountains, so for me, it's kind of one of the more mountainous areas of Ireland. So I really like it for that reason, plus like the lakes and everything too. And there's some beautiful spots, pull-offs where you can get some really beautiful views. It's just, um, I just feel like the scenery here is just stunning. And I'm actually looking at my posts that, that you mentioned and looking at the pictures and going, ah, yes, that's why I love it so much. Yeah, it's, it's such a, you know, I, I love your post and I'll bring this up again too before we close our conversation. But if you're out there listening, I really encourage you to scroll down to the show notes and read Lynn's post. It just pairs so nicely uh, with the conversation we're having today and actually gives more insight to things we're not even going to bring up on the podcast. But, you know, we talked earlier about how popular the Ring of Carry is for visitors. And another top thing in terms of popularity is driving the Dingle Peninsula. Lynn, can you talk a little bit about your experience driving the Dingle Peninsula? Yeah, so I've done this one twice. Um, first time was many years ago in 2007, um, and I felt like it was pretty quiet. I think it's gotten a little bit busier. The nice thing, though, about Dingle is it's a shorter drive than the Ring of Kerry. So if you're pressed for time, you can do it easily within probably a few hours, even with stops, um, you know, maybe not a stop for anything to eat, but at least stops and like, you know, getting out, taking some photos, maybe taking a little walk. It has, in some ways, I almost feel like the scenery is better there. It's got beautiful cliff views. There are a couple beautiful beaches. Um, there's beehive huts. It's it's really a spectacular drive. I, I feel like you get a lot. It's a it's one of those places like a big, it's bang for your buck. You know, you get a lot there in a short amount of time. So if you are pressed for time, it's really a nice drive to make for that reason. So there's the Dingle Peninsula and there's also Dingle Town, which sounds like it might be worth staying for a night or two if you're going to explore the peninsula. And I also hear the town has a great distillery. Uh, tell us more about Dingle Town. So Dingle Town would be a great base. So if you if you kind of look um, at a map, I'm such a big map person. So if you look at a map and you'll see where Dingle Town is, that's kind of out on what is kind of 
referred to as the Dingle Peninsula. The drive itself is actually called the Sleahead Drive. That's S-L-E-A. So the Sleahead Drive, and that's how you'll see it marked as you go out there, kind of almost starts around Dingletown, and then you kind of circle around, and you come back down to Dingletown. Dingletown has a lot of pubs, a lot of really good music. <laughs> um, there's a lot of great like little shops and that. It sits right on the harbor. So there's a lot to do. There's a plethora of places to stay as well. It really caters well to tourism. It's a fun, buzzy, busy town, like probably from May through September with a lot to do, including, like I said, there's all the pubs and really good music. And then a recent addition, I think as of maybe, I don't know, maybe it's been around for seven or eight years now, is the Dingle Distillery. And being a whiskey distillery, many of them start with the gin first. So they did their gin first. And then they, um, just a few years ago, finally released their, their whiskey. I haven't had it recently. I'm sure it's getting better as it ages. But if you are into gin or whiskey, it's definitely worth it. It's kind of in this warehouse that like you would never, it's not like any place fancy, at least not yet. But it's uh, it's a, a nice little operation if you want to go and do a tour and have a little tasting. Definitely worth it. Very cool. So, again, if you're out there listening, I highly encourage you to scroll down to the show notes to read the rest of Lynn's blog because there are more great stops in County Cary that we didn't cover during today's conversation that Lynn describes in that blog Lynn, your website, wanderyourway.com, has a ton of great travel reads. And you also have the Wander Your Way podcast, which I think you do an excellent job with. And listeners, by the way, there are at least a couple episodes that cover County Carry that you should go check out as well. You have a great speaking voice, and the podcast is truly high quality. And on top of all of that, if someone goes to wanderyourway.com, they'll see that you offer travel consultation and planning services. Lynn, can you tell us more about the Wander Your Way story and all the travel-related hats you wear? Oh, <laughs> yeah, many travel hats. Travel blogger, travel planner, travel podcaster, travel photographer. Um, yeah, so I started my business about 10 years ago now, and I really started it because I felt like, um, you know, when you would Google things like your travel planning it's like everybody, they, they kind of always wanted to put you on the motor coach with, you know, 50 of your so-called best friends. And that was not my style of traveling. And it wasn't what I wanted to promote. I wanted people to be able to go out and travel independently, but yet have the help and the assistance they needed. So for me, I wanted to, um, you know, kind of encourage people to go, but hold their hand as they go. Because a lot of people, especially like first time travelers to anywhere in Europe, kind of can be like, I don't know where to begin and things like that. And they may end up on a motor coach tour and be like, that's not really what I wanted. So I plan out their trips, I can do as little or as much as they want plan things out, let them have the confidence to travel on their own independently and do things their way. I always tell people just because your your friend or your neighbor or your coworker or your sister went to, you know, the Ring of Carry and drove the Ring of Carry, it's not necessarily going to be your thing. You know, going into the Louvre Museum may not be your thing if you're not a museum person. So I get to know my clients and really try to cater 
their trip to their interests, their wants, their needs, their budget, and then give them all the things that they need to be able to go on their own with the support as well. And Lynn, if listeners want to connect with Wander Your Way on social media, what platforms are you on? Uh, Mostly um, Instagram and Facebook, but probably strongly on Instagram because obviously it's the fun place to be. (laughs) I think it is anyway. Well, Lynn, I do have one uh, final question for you today. It's a question I ask all first-time guests on the podcast, so I'll go ahead and ask you. You know, Destinations Beyond Expectations is the podcast designed for students of travel. And so I'd love to ask you, are you someone who would consider yourself to be a student of travel? And if so, can you talk about something that you've learned or taken uh, through travel or because of travel? Oh, that is a good question. Um, I would say, yes, I am a student of travel for sure. I would say... I think one of the lessons that I've learned is just how nice and how kind people are. You know, I've just had people, I remember the very first time I went to Europe, I was in Spain and this was back in 2005. So it was before we were like, you know, traveling with our, being able to book things, you know, like, you know, on the fly with like booking.com or whatever. And I have my guidebook (laughs) the paper guidebook and I I'm like okay well I'm in this little town of Nerja Spain in Andalusia and in the guidebook there was a place that was recommended a nice little like small inexpensive B&B and I went and I knocked on the door and she didn't have a room um, and and she spoke English they were actually I think I think she was at least uh, Dutch and you know the Dutch they always speak really good English and she's like I don't have a room but my friend Tanya might have one she walked me around walked me over to Tanya's place to see if she had a room and Tanya had a room so like that first like who does that anymore who like physically you know instead of just giving me directions hey if you go down here and you make a right and you go here this is the name of the place you'll find it her name's Tanya she literally walked me over to this other little B&B guest house and, you know, made sure that I had a room. And those are things that I kind of feel like are those lessons. Like you just, you know, we hear all the bad stuff in the, in the press and the, in the media. And I think we forget how kind people truly are and how nice people are and how helpful they are. I've had, I had a flat tire one time. I had somebody help me and and take care of that. You know, just all the things that that can happen. You know, if you have some things go wrong, people are there for you. I actually caught COVID on this trip (laughs) and was in an Airbnb and there was an um, elderly man. It was kind of out on a farm, a farm stay. And he came and checked on me, brought me food. So, you know, I, I think we forget that. And I think that that's a lesson that I think a lot of us travelers learn is how wonderful people truly are in the world. And it just kind of warms your heart and it reminds you that, yes, indeed, the world is a good place and people are really kind. Wow, Lynn, such a a, a cool answer. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And um Thank you again so much for coming on the podcast. I think it's it's been great and I really appreciate you joining me 
and sharing what you know about County Carry. It's It's been such a wonderful conversation. You're welcome, Steve. Thanks for having me. A big DBE thank you to Lynn for joining the show. Be sure to visit wanderyourway.com to discover all the great things she's doing with Wander Your Way, including the Wander Your Way podcast, which I've enjoyed listening to on Spotify. Remember, if you like Lynn's podcast or this podcast, Destinations Beyond Expectations, rating and reviewing on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other platform you use to listen to podcasts is a super easy and helpful way to support DBE, the Wander Your Way podcast, or really any podcast. Don't forget that Destinations Beyond Expectations is on social media. And if you know someone who might enjoy the conversations about travel we have on this show, tell them to check out Destinations Beyond Expectations wherever they listen to podcasts. Well, that is all I've got. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I will talk to you soon.